0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
3: No purchase necessary. VTW group void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced.
2: Bring
3: it every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed.
4: Sophie, is that an introduction?
2: I mean, it is because you did it. So,
4: well, <laughs> welcome to America and also to podcasts.
2: Why, I'm Robert why, Evans. What? What? I, like from, <laughs> what? I feel like you're turning from. I feel like you're turning from podcast daddy into podcast uncle. Well, <laughs> and the vibes are just of you like doo 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 do, doo. Is do, he do, drunk? Do, 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 and, and then all of a again? sudden is like oh, whatever, oh. No. <laughs> And also, if you look at him, his nose is all pink right now. Yeah, yeah, that is I mean, huge uncle vibes.
4: Thank you, thank you. We are back and we're going to be talking today as we did uh, one of the last times we talked about Ben Shapiro's 2013 book Porn Generation. How we're social back. liberalism is corrupting our future. <laughs> yeah.
2: We're back and we're drier than ever. <laughs> yeah, Let's we are we are do it.
4: bone dry. Now, Sophia obviously because i returned the the kindle edition of ben's book last time i had to go get it again and as i was typing into <laughs> google i mistyped the title cuz it's porn generation i typed generation sex into the title and lo and behold guess what i got a result for a ben shapiro book from 2005 now when i look at it on amazon it's called generation sex Explo- <laughs> exposing the full frontal assault on american innocence full
2: frontal um, assault what a I title know. I know, um you now. know the only thing <laughs> the, <laughs> the only person that knows less about uh pleasing a woman then present-day adult Ben Shapiro is 16-year-old past Ben Shapiro. Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> Fucking child Ben Shapiro. Well, I don't know. how When was he born? I look born?
2: forward to finding out how he hedgehogged a bunch of ladies' cervixes while fingering because he did not <laughs> know how to fucking curve his fingers. What a fucking All right, fucking he was born Philistine. 1984,
4: so he would have been, what, 21. This would have been 21-year-old Ben oh, Shapiro. Yep, oh, don't
2: trust Zim him. Yeah. Oh, don't trust don't so, let him near anywhere near Volva. What are you doing?
4: Certainly not. Um I, I don't want him exposing anything uh, of himself. But uh, he published this apparently in 2005. It's 320 pages published by Thomas Nelson, Inc. Amazon says that there was only a hardcover available and the book is currently unavailable. They don't know when it will be back in stock.
2: We have if to you ha- haunt it on eBay.
4: If you have a copy or find a copy <laughs> of Ben Shapiro's 2005 book, Generation <laughs> Sex, I, Sophia and I, and I think we can speak for Cody Johnston in this, would would very much appreciate getting our hands on that little bastard. Um <laughs> the uh we don't i, I don't mean w-
2: ben shapiro we
4: mean no the book. we mean the book <laughs> <laughs> i do want to read the goodreads summary of this book because i found <laughs> that
2: <laughs> Who would? So let, I let's let's, let's
4: dive in American society, according to Ben Shapiro, is a sex machine. From movies to sitcoms, rap to rock, teen mags to porno rags, American culture has become a pusher of promiscuity and perversion. And in this sharp, audacious, fearless book, Shapiro, the most prominent young conservative in the nation, reveals the gross over-sexualization of our society and how it targets youth culture, from early education, or rather, indoctrination, to the disastrous (laughs) world of sex, (laughs) lust, and immorality that pervades our high schools colleges and beyond by clearly identifying the problems many unnoticed or ignored of an out of control mtv culture overly sexual ad campaigns and an overly permissive mainstream media shapiro illustrates the dangers and devastating consequences awaiting today's kids who are in essence being sexually assaulted on a daily basis shapiro also provides real solid and often drastic solutions for what we can and must do to stop the corruption of america's youth god damn
2: I'm sorry sexually assaulted that is deranged (laughs) among other things
4: how out of touch do you have to be in 2005 to think that MTV is a major force in youth culture (laughs) (laughs) again 2005 I remember too I was in high school in 2005 I don't know anybody who watched MTV except for like my gen x cousins
2: Okay, I was in college. That hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but the point is, yes, that's yes. incredibly out of touch. And also, I cannot imagine being more out of touch than <laughs> referring to anything as a sex machine yeah. when you're twenty-one years old. I mean And I know you was like, This is a fucking killer pun. Yeah. Like this is fucking sick everyone's going to want to be my best friend. It's It's really going to blow up my social calendar.
4: Yeah. I mean, and again, as we've noted, like his, his premise is as inaccurate here as it is in his 2013 book. Like young, young people are less promiscuous than previous generations, uh, for a variety of reasons, which we don't need to litigate now, but the data is incredibly consistent on that point. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's, I, I want to read this book, uh, there's something horrific to be said about uh, the fact that he he talks about how the kids being exposed to, I'm guessing, Janet Jackson's boobs at the Super Bowl um, are being sexually assaulted. Um, the fact that he considers, I don't know, everyone not wearing Puritan garb to be sexual assault is offensive for a lot of reasons and says a lot about Ben Shapiro's mindset. But <laughs> yep. um, yeah, so
2: I just love uh the life experiences um, of a man that have been so sheltered and adorable that he can use a sexually assaulted phrase so liberally yeah. without thinking about it even a little bit.
4: Anyway, Generation Sex on, uh, on Goodreads has 12 ratings, an average of 2.58 out of 5. Um, so Sounds 2. like a good 5 book, 2.58? 5 <laughs> yeah.
2: That's a lot higher. That means someone went over, too. Yeah. That does
4: mean someone went over, too.
2: That's not good news for us. And they did Can not you leave- read the most positive review, please?
4: I, there are no positive reviews that are written. <laughs> like, the, the the three written reviews so are all negative. It was negative.
2: the coward's review of just I rating it ben five I think Ben came in there. I think a bunch of people
4: on. gave it two stars and Ben <laughs> gave it five. Like, I, think, I I think that's probably what happened.
2: <laughs> that sounds um, realistic.
4: Yeah, sounds like... Our old, our our good lad Ben Shapiro, but now it's probably time that we uh we dive into porn generation. We uh Let's we do get, this. We get face deep in the porn generation. Don't you
2: think we could all get time saved if Ben Shapiro just admitted he was bad at sex?
4: I mean, it's not that he's bad at sex; it's that he's terrified of it in in a manner that, like, completely to use an old term, completely like uh uh it, like. It, He's he's clearly deeply frightened by the idea that other people enjoy sex. Like that's what's going on with Ben Shapiro. Um, he's he is scared that there are people out there fucking and enjoying it. Uh, and I think and he's it's because scared
2: that he doesn't he, get he doesn't. it. Yeah, and the only thing to do when you don't get something is to hate it.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's. He's he's just on the edge of being of the incel mindset in a lot of ways. Like, like like he's framing it as like everybody's having all this sex and it's like super immoral and it's it's damaging society and the incel line is that like a small number of like hypersexual men are having sex with all of the women and women just want to take all of the big chad like that's that's the incel line and Binz's 15%, you know away from that line but but not that far and some of it's just using slightly different terms um
2: and i think that also ties into like the fear of like trans people and queer culture in sure. general because like can you imagine that not only are people having sex and enjoying themselves but they might be doing it in a way that he has not thought of yet
4: yeah and i like, i think that i'm yeah. sure
2: if no one told him about going down on women he, like, would have never considered it. Not that he considers it now, but, I'm, I mean, like, I'm, it just wouldn't occur to him.
4: I am certain that he thinks it should be illegal to to perform oral sex. <laughs> uh, I agree. Yeah.
2: And he also thinks butts should be illegal.
4: Yeah, he definitely thinks butts should be illegal, um... All right, so I was just looking into um, one of the sources, Ben. So, like, after—you remember when we were talking last time, we kind of ended on Ben been talking about this young woman, Katie, who he interviewed about sex ed, who was like, yes. yeah, it was fine. I felt like I got good sex ed. I didn't have sex until I was, like, a, you know, 19— Uh, And she was like,
2: and they broke Katie.
4: Yeah, and yeah, and Ben was like, look at, I mean, sure, she's well-adjusted and successful and doing well at an Ivy League institution, but what other damage could there be that we can't see? Like, okay, so he goes from, like, he talks about Katie and, like, how, like, uh, he's got this, like, his actual case study of someone who went through this sex ed he's horrified by is that, like, yeah, you know, eventually I had sex and it was fine and I feel good about... You know, healthy about where I am, and she seems to be doing great. And so, like the case study he brings up to to point out how bad all this actually is, is a book by Tom Wolfe about a fictional girl named Charlotte Simmons. Um, And I, I read into this. We we made fun of the fact last time, just that like he's his he's arguing that like. This is evidence of how teens actually are. This book written by a man who was in his 60s uh, when he published this book. And and it's also I read more about it because it's like one of the most panned and hated Tom Wolfe books. So like this book about young people, like 19 year olds in 2004, written by Tom Wolfe. Everyone has a pager and the Internet is never mentioned. (laughs)
2: Look, no one knows more about young people than old people. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows. Fucking this. Tom Wolf.
4: <laughs> it's very funny. Um, so, one of the people he brings in as a source after this is uh, Kay Heimowitz, um, who is the author of a book called Ready or Not Why Treating Children as Small Adults Endangers Their Future and Ours. Um, and she, uh, she I, I kind of looked into this lady a little bit, um, like uh, by a little bit being her Wikipedia. Um, and I found a couple of quotes from her articles that people have pulled out. Here's one from a Wall Street Journal editorial. Marital breakdown is not rampant across the land. It is concentrated among low income and black couples. Americans seem to have a lot of trouble grasping this fact, probably because so much public space is taken up by politicians, celebrities, and journalists with marriage on the skids. Um, she argues that like, uh... Divorce is declining among well educated white people um, and that couples are happier than ever, um, which I I don't think the evidence suggests. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, the divorce rate in recent years has been declining. It was not in 2000.
2: But I believe it's it's because fewer and fewer people are getting married.
4: Yes, a lot fewer people are That'll account for
2: less divorce. That's kind of how that goes.
4: Um, So, yeah, he cites, uh, shortly after he's talking about Katie, he cites Kay Heimowitz's book, Ready or Not, What Happens When We Treat Children as Small Adults. And in that, Kay argues that anti-culturalists are people who believe that childhood sexuality, left on its own, free of social interference, will flourish and grow in healthy ways. So, like, that's, her attitude is that, like, If you just let kids kind of do what comes naturally, um, and provide them with information, and become perverts, yeah, yeah, it's anti-cultural to do that. It's anti-cultural to not try and take control of the direction of your child's sexuality and dictate it, Um, and then been quotes a long passage from Kay's terrible book drained of all feeling but physical pleasure rationalized into Philofax personal organizer entries the sex given to us by this ministry is little more than techno fantasy they do not see the alternately insecure and grandiose idealistic and crude perpetually glandular teenager most of us know their teenager like that of so many other experts is rational self-aware and autonomous information is all these kids need they say information and some deprogramming to counteract society's continuing efforts to pervert their healthy sexual natures so now we have a nation of teenagers who are information-rich but knowledge-poor. They and their 10-year-old brothers and sisters, for that matter, may be adults when it comes to technical information. Certainly, their putative sophistication about sexual matters is the subject of endless head-shaking by parents in the media. But as they approach graduation in the anti-cultural school of self-sufficiency, they remain predictably illiterate when it comes to real human connection.
2: Okay, so the reason my face looks like this is because I'm still trying to get over perpetually glandular
4: Perpet- oh. yeah glandular yeah it's this idea like teens are so controlled by their their emotions and so uh, that, that you have to that you have to parents have to have total control over them it's this, this idea that like my my parents had that like as your parent it is my job to exercise total control over you if i think you're doing something that's not healthy which um, is bad and makes your kid not want to talk to you for years by the way, it's if, not, if parents happen to be here,
2: yeah, it's not a great uh, sign when your child is afraid to tell you anything that has yeah, to do with you, their it, it, authentic sexual development. And it
4: is like what it's this thing where like there's always a germ of truth in this thing, and the germ of truth is that well, yeah, teenagers aren't done developing. Like they're they're not adults. Uh, they shouldn't be treated entirely as adults. They don't have the kind of impulse control that we expect adults to have but the only way they get that kind of control and become adults is by being given greater and greater autonomy and power over their own lives and information to make good choices and space to make choices and mistakes like and i don't think i don't think ben ever got that i think ben was directed like a like a fucking missile from the time he was a child by his his family to like become this Uh, so I guess I get why he agrees with that, but it is, it's this terror you see in Kay's book and in Ben's book about like giving teenagers a chance to just like be themselves and figure out who that is, that, that, that to them is like, not just scary, but like obviously abusive is, is their attitude towards just like, yeah, kids should be allowed to figure shit out for themselves, which I I I think is the basis of a healthy society.
2: (laughs) I think, honestly, I think that's the... As someone who has zero children. Um, I think that's the thing that seems the hardest about having a teenager is so much of their understanding is so advanced, but they're not done developing yet. Their brain will keep changing well into their 20s. Yeah. So to treat them as full on adults is wrong. That's why we don't date teenagers. Yep. Unless we are morally corrupt. Um, And it is also why... When teenagers get accused of crimes, it's a different thing. Your brain is not really able to, to, um, make the same decisions and understand consequences and understand priorities in the same way that an adult's brain is. That is what that is. So I'm sure the hard thing about raising a teenager is walking that line of like, I want you to be safe, but also I want you to be a person that learns how to make your own decisions. And it seems like Ben thinks the safest thing is to never let anyone make (sighs) any decisions. And then that way they will learn everything they need to know.
4: Well, actually, he thinks the safest thing is to lie to them.
2: Well, same thing.
4: <laughs> yeah, it is. So he he, he, he quotes Dr. Drew Pinsky, uh, host of Loveline, when she says, as a peer program, <laughs> the sort of scare tactics that are used with abstinence-only education uh, really don't seem to work. And this is something, there's a lot of statistics backing this up. Abstinence-only education does not reduce the number of teens fucking each other or teen pregnancies or ST, like it's not good uh it's fine to tell kids that it's okay to be abstinent that's perfectly reasonable but like abstinence only education is not reasonable and doesn't work and there's a lot of documentation there's so many that. studies
2: that prove mm-hmm. that also ben, dr drew red flag
4: yeah i mean but dr <laughs> drew comes across as the good guy in this because he which here's is here's how bin responds to dr drew Yes, using scare tactics is wrong in most situations, but when the subject Uh, cannot comprehend the harmful consequences of an action not yet taken, then fear is an appropriate motivator to inhibit such an action. It's always comical to watch a parent engage a two-year-old child in a Socratic dialogue about why the kid can't cross the street without an adult present. A two-year-old child can't understand the concept of death, just as a ten-year-old child can't understand the crucial emotional loss and desensitization suffered as a result of sex without rules. Fear of consequences, whether those consequences are spiritual or physical, is a critical component to teaching restraint.
2: The fuck is sex without rules?
4: Sex without—that's the because it's, it's one of those things it's like people, hey, kids are Bing, just
2: like naturally doing S and M without safe words because that's what it, it sounds like. I don't you understand. know, because it,
4: and a perfectly a thing that is both would be both consistent with conservatism and also in a thing that no human being could agree with is if you just said ten-year-olds shouldn't be having sex; they're not ready to have sex. Done a statement. A hundred percent of reasonable people agree with. Ben doesn't say that. He understands they can't handle sex without rules. Like, like, it's kind of scary that he's making that distinction. That he's, he's like, like the dangers that a 10 year
2: ten- ten-year-olds Will
4: might loopy. be having ruleless sex. I don't think ten-year-olds should be fucking. Period. Ben, <laughs> like, what kind of rules would make it okay? <laughs>
2: Only if I you take them uh, out to dinner first and buy them Pokemon. Well, I,
4: I mean, I don't know if, if this is what Ben is saying. I think he's just a bad writer. But, like, one of the obvious things is that, like, it's actually very easy to marry 12, 13, 14-year-olds as an adult in a lot of U.S. states uh, yep. if the parents agree. And it's specifically because there were religions where that—chunks uh, of Christianity in the U.S. where shit like that happens. Where, like, 14-year-olds get married off and nobody uh, on the right is fighting to stop it because— it's part of their culture um, to marry off children. It's not like you say what you want about it. They they don't they don't fight that shit. Um, not that there aren't Christians who fight that shit. But like the, the right as an organized political force is making no inroads to stop these like weird fucking religious kind of culty marriages that happen all over the fucking country. Um, it's great. It's good shit. Sophia fucking lucky. Mm. Oh, he brings up Katie again. He takes a shot at, he takes a shot at our girl, Katie.
2: How Why? fucking dare you? Well, I'm sure,
4: Katie, if you're listening, if you're the, I think, Yale student who Ben Shapiro interviewed about sex, first off, you did great. Second, hit hit us up. I'm really curious about how that conversation with Ben went.
2: <laughs> Agreed. And also, yeah. way to just keep your head about yourself, mm-hmm. Katie, when... Yeah. About Sorry, this.
4: you had to talk to Ben Shapiro about your sex life. That that can't have been. Easy. Good
2: for you, your mental health or your sex life.
4: Yeah. Uh, social liberals also argue, as Katie does, that kids will have sex sooner or later, so it's better to prepare them for it while they're young. This kind of cynical resignation has less to do with realism than with promoting a certain political agenda. In reality, social liberals abandon determinism whenever it conflicts with their moral outlook. They say that educating kids about cigarette use means telling them to say no under all circumstances instead of teaching them that if they do decide to smoke... They should use filters to minimize their health risk. Oh, ben, how are you going to buy <laughs> cigarettes without filth? Unless, unless Ben Shapiro thinks there's a shitload of third graders out there rolling
2: their own cigarettes. Which He's like, I, I love the that. image they're, of. They're a strict palm mall community. <laughs> Just a bunch of kids standing around the, the
4: stickball pitch like one handed rolling <laughs> cigarettes. Smoking them with a thousand yard stare.
2: I mean, I guess in Ben Uh, Shapiro's America, that's the kind of shit you got to watch out for.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when he gets coal mining legalized for children again, there will be a lot of a lot of seven year olds one handed rolling their cigarettes as they wait to go down on the fucking elevator into the dark.
2: Yeah. But please don't let them have sex without rules because as long they as they're not fucking
4: be ben's fine with it
2: sex at seven <laughs> just not without yeah. rules it also been ben
4: telling kids to just say no to drugs including cigarettes isn't a liberal thing that's that's all of american politics for like 20 years republicans and democrats were lock step step about that shit like the democrat joe biden was a big part of the whole mandatory minimum shit you tell me you want to pretend to me that conservatives and liberals were not both locks step about just say no policies i'll call you a fucking liar ben shapiro ron paul's the only guy who gets who's i i i don't think falls into that on the right because whatever else you can say about him he was consistent on that um yeah it's fucking wow ben um Social liberals want to prevent children from knowing anything about gun use instead of training children to use firearms responsibly. Apparently, kids won't use guns sooner or later if we tell them no. Well, okay, n- number 1. I agree Ben, there's 400 million guns in the country. Kids should probably be given a little bit more in- instruction on like what they are and how they work. They're basic aspects of American life. There's an argument to be made, but Most kids will never have a gun. Most Americans don't own guns. A hundred percent of Americans own genitals and pretty close to a hundred percent of American adults have sex at some point. Um, There's just not like a comparison between the two. And for another thing, like a gun is a thing that you can buy. Sex is a thing that human beings kind of inherently do to make more people. It's like there's not comparing the two. One is just for fundamental. Yeah. (laughs) It's like saying like, well, we don't teach kids how to drive in school, but we teach them nutrition. It's like, well, yeah, because not all kids are going to own cars, but they'll all eat. Like you could argue maybe we should have something in high school that like teaches kids about like whatever. That's like I'm not going to fight against it. But like one thing is more basic than the other. Ben, Um, you also can't kill anybody. Well, it's harder to. Um, with to sex, kill people
2: with sex. Yeah. Yeah.
4: It can be done. It can be done. Um, Most social liberals would prefer that kids be sexualized younger so that they can become more tolerant of deviant lifestyles and what everyone used to acknowledge as immoral choices. The liberal sexual agenda underlies the teaching of sex education. As David Campos, author of Sex, Youth, and Sex Education, a reference handbook, proclaims, to achieve a sexually healthy lifestyle, youth must acquire a positive and comfortable attitude about sex. Franked and fact-based discussions about topics once considered taboo are essential. Abortions, condoms, masturbation, oral sex, and homosexual are among the topics to be found in comprehensive sex education programs. Obviously, that, that fucking terrifies Ben. Um, and he responds to that by saying, Katie's statements that she can't remember any moral judgments being made sums up today's sex education. Because Ben thinks that masturbation and condoms okay. and homosexuality and oral sex, we do, he does think oral sex is immoral, clearly. Anytime um,
2: anyone comes, he thinks it's immoral, essentially.
4: Yeah, unless, unless you're trying to make Ben Shapiro's kids which he only feels a little bad about. No, uh, he doesn't
2: want you to come then either.
4: Yeah, he doesn't want you to come. Cuz then the then
2: kids are tainted forever with the sin yeah. of pleasure. Who wants that?
4: Yeah. You want um, them to become
2: joyless automatons just like you.
4: Yeah. Oh boy. So Ben now quotes another woman, a 20 he's 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 careful to let us know she's a 23-year-old black woman from Harvard Law, uh April Cornell. Um Wow, he
2: had to meet a black person for this. he really did well, go he all says out.
4: he did. I don't actually know if any of these are real people, um, but she says being a teenager sucks teenagers have way more choice today than they had fifty years ago. I have way more choice than my parents did when they were fifteen or sixteen. It never would have occurred to my mom not to decide not to have sex or not or decide not to use drugs. There are decisions I had to make as opposed to this is the way it is. I think kids are being forced into choices they're not ready to handle um which is an interesting attitude, I guess, but I don't uh like think makes much sense um i guess i disagree with you april and the statistics disagree with you too. because again kids are choosing to have sex less um i wonder if i can find april cornell if she's an actual person
2: she probably changed her name after she, to her it came out in this book
4: yeah i would i would want to um oh this may not be a real person um, April, yeah. Cor- I found it. I, I typed in April Cornell Harvard because Ben let us know that she worked at Harvard and the, the only result that came up was a Harvard Crimson article about April Cornell, which is a store that sells like new England, aesthetic clothing.
2: Oh God. I
4: wonder if was Ben Shapiro just, f- just learned that. And yeah, that, that he, the he knew that was like a I've store in New England.
2: Kaiser Sosa.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's like a store chain. Um,
2: oh no.
4: And there is an actual April Cornell, who's an artist and entrepreneur. She was born in Montreal, Canada, and she's pretty white. I, I, and I, fairness, I don't think has said any of the things Ben said. No, is but putting, the other this may not be a real person. Was,
2: was Ann Taylor, and then right after her, uh, <laughs> yeah. Diane von Furstenberg. It was uh, a list of yeah. really that's diverse fascinating. women. I,
4: yeah. I wonder. Like I can't comprehensively say that that's not a real person, but it's very funny that when I typed that in in Harvard, I don't get any kind of alumni or anything i get uh the well, april wait till cornell you hear store. from
2: his friend lane bryant and then yeah. also his friend stella mccarthy
4: and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, also and his he, he quotes a, a friend and roommate <laughs> of hers so next fun. that i'm uh, i wonder if this is real one sec i'm trying to dig into this now
2: yeah. Um, does Does his friend uh, Walmart or, have anything to no, say? Because yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he quotes the next after he talks to April, he quotes Michelle McCoy, uh, her um, her roommate apparently or friend, and yep, I'm not finding any any references to her as working at Harvard at all either. Um, or being a student at Harvard at all either. So so nothing nothing comes up on either of these people. I don't know that I think they're real. I, I wonder if Ben made up all of these people. I wonder if Katie's you even love real. To see it. Or perhaps Katie's real and he felt like he had to make up other Harvard students or other Ivy League students to like make a different point. Cause they're saying like here's what he here's the quote he puts in Michelle's mouth. I think there's more pr- a lot more pressure because so many things are accepted. There's already enough pressure on teenagers to be cool and social, and when you get rid of any moral constraints that would weigh upon them, it makes life a lot harder. I don't know that I think a person who's not Ben Shapiro would say that. That doesn't actually sound like a thing a person would say. I don't know. I, I think Ben Shapiro may have invented people for his book. I can't I can't prove that. This is this is the just only way to prove my theory. It, yeah. If
2: you are any of these people If you
4: are any of these people.
2: <laughs> if you are Ann Taylor, mm-hmm. if you are Katie, <laughs> if you are yeah. any of these people, please let us know.
4: Because the funniest thing would be if Katie's real, but he just invented these others to have a foil to her because she <laughs> was so reasonable. <sighs> but you know who is having a lot of sex, Sophia?
2: Oh God! The gallons that purchases these goods and services—they are
4: these ads are about to ri- are about to flow into your ears on a river of cum. Like that's that's what that's what that's what the products
2: <laughs> no. we Wait, advertise look closer. Are. It's me. I'm on a canoe. <laughs> I'm manning the river of cum.
4: <laughs> you need a special paddle for a cum canoe. It's it's different viscosity. It's anyway. Cum
2: new. We call a it a cum new, Robert. Canum? <laughs> I'm sorry, that's merch. Mm-hmm. That sail is merch. the cum new.
4: Sail sail the, the Behind cum. the
2: Bastards. hmm Hey. I know how great your fans are. If someone would admit, like to draw this, this come new.
4: Come on, give us give us a come new. Give us draw <laughs> us a podcast. come new as you listen to these ads ooze into your your oral cavity like a, you know, like come here we go.
2: could just be
1: in me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th.
0: Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, low. little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
4: Uh, we are back. How's, uh, how's, how's, it, how's everyone doing?
2: You know, thanks for checking in. A lot has changed since five seconds ago. So, scarred yeah, for life. It's,
4: it's, it's been a lot. We talked about coming a good amount. Um, we sure did. Oh, wow. Okay. So it, uh, Ben brings up this narrow, the National Abortions, uh, Rights Action League or whatever, um, like a campaign they carried off in the Bush years to like, um, uh, like order, try to order a chastity belt from George Bush, um, which was, I guess, some sort of campaign they were going, um, And uh, Ben's response to that is, the choice not to have sex is apparently not a real choice. A real choice is whether to use a condom or whether to get an abortion after having unprotected sex. And it's like, no, Ben, it's not that the choice not to have sex isn't a choice. It's that saying that the, the only choice should be to not have sex is not a choice. You should have a choice to have sex or not have sex, to have sex unprotected or using a condom, to get an abortion or to carry a fetus to term. You should have those all of those choices. Every also, person should have all plan of those B. choices.
2: Don't act yeah, like yeah, Plan just B. I'm not saying those the are the only choices.
4: The, you can come yeah. on
2: someone's tits. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of choices. You can use a
4: dental dam. They're harder to find than you'd think, but you can use them. I know like, you Same have options. With diaphragms. You yeah. can use
2: them. Harder to find. It, What's not?
4: It's not a real choice. Just saying to choose abstinence—that's not a choice. That's giving someone no option. It's just just say no is not a choice. As and just to, because
2: like, you yourself are not a person that experiences horniness, does which is not fine. Mean, then I'm yeah. not judging you for it, but you're judging everyone who is horny. Yeah. And on the behalf of the horny and the very horny, I am very offended.
4: Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Horny action now I don't know I think look. I think look all I'm saying is I think grocery stores should have special parking for horny people right up yes, at the yes I agree mm-hmm.
2: this is yeah. what horny America looks like
4: yeah yeah and if you park there and you're not horny people should give you shit for it
2: what do we like, want you don't look horny, horny parking when do we want it now
4: <laughs> hey you see this guy just pulled into the horny parking he look <laughs> horny to
2: you <laughs> No! He doesn't look like he's fucked a day in his life. Let's get him.
4: Yeah. Horny lynch mobs beating people who aren't <laughs> horny enough in the street.
2: He looks flaccid to me. Get him. Yeah. Her panties are dry. Get her.
4: He's driving a Hyundai Sonata. No horny person ever drove a Hyundai Sonata.
2: Was that a Kia? Get out of here. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> No, oh, no, you can no, absolutely yeah. be horny in a Kia. That's You could <laughs> I
4: sorry. think that's the only way you can be in a Kia. That true. is that is the car for fucking. Um So, yeah, uh, sex in the classroom is the next section. We are are just blazing through this. It's easy enough to find anecdotal evidence regarding the dangers of comprehensive sex ed. Young teens being taught about the benefits of oral sex, masturbation, and homosexual activity, all without parental notification. The Massachusetts Department of Health creating a video in 1989 explaining what to do before, during, and after sex. That's a... (sighs) That's a bad thing to Ben. Just like yeah, that there's that there's a public health. Video Imagine explaining knowing what how to do before,
2: works. during, and after yeah. an earthquake. That assures yeah. the earthquake will take place.
4: And it's like you, he's framing this as like decadent modern values pushing sex. Like my grandma was like seventeen when she got married. Like, what do you Ben, Teenagers have been fucking since there have been Forever. teenagers. We might as well make sure they know the basics about what to do. Like. It's like if every teenager was born a, w- with a gun grafted onto their hand, I would be like, yeah, we definitely need to have gun training in school. They've all got one. They can't re- be removed. Every teenager has a gun permanently attached to their bodies. We should probably treat, t- teach them how to use it. It's kind of like that, Ben. Does that make sense to you? Does comparing it to guns make it reasonable?
2: Picture a gun dick, if you yeah. will, Ben.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Imagine that bullets are come, Ben. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine this?
4: I mean, he doesn't know how to use guns or his dick, so... It's
2: true. Okay. It's true, yeah. Imagine you're another human.
4: Yeah. That's a big no, imagination could you're asking do that. for ben to have. If
2: you could do that, he could not be this much of a right-wing piece of shit. <laughs>
4: yeah. <sighs> Oh, fun! So we get uh, we get a little bit of history here. Ben goes through the history of sex ed and talks about how it was initially sex hygiene, which is which is accurate. Like the first like sex ed sort of campaigns were about like venereal diseases in particular. A lot of the time, spreading among soldiers and like trying to tell people like, "Hey, stop, Here's how to not get syphilis." Right? Like that's mm-hmm. that is kind of where like a lot of it came. Um, but then he. He still gets it wrong um, because he talks about how teaching of sex hygiene was largely incorrectly couched in moral terms. The only way to cure the sexual evils thoroughly, the only way to dig them up at the roots, uh, was to prescribe the same standard of morality for a man as for a woman. Men must be as chaste as women, and like no Ben is actually just talking about one set. He's talking about guys like Harvey Kellogg who who did say that we all have to be chaste and that like you should do everything you can to not have sexual feelings. But that's separate from a lot of the medical history of sex education which while there was a moral element it was mainly because like you were going to damage your body and you are you know a member of this society or a soldier in this military and it's like your responsibility to not danger yourself like there was anyway it's just been again deletes all nuance uh from his his recollection of the historical record um because he's a goblin Um, yeah, then we, uh, we get on to Kinsey. I'm going to, I'm going to skip through the history stuff because I'm going to guess Ben gets all of it more or less that incomplete. Um, Today's sex ed experience for most members of the porn generation is wedded to the idea of permissiveness and tolerance for all sorts of behaviors. As inherently sexual beings, the argument goes, our sexuality should not and cannot be contained by any system of morality. Sexuality is as much a natural characteristic as race. No. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, man.
2: (laughs) Please. Please let another ignoramus fucking talk about race. Yeah. Jesus fucking
4: Christ. Um, I, he, he zooms right over this. Because, uh, he again, he's talking about, like, how shitty it is. Like, one of the things he s- strikes as being bad is that uh, no form of sexual exp- expression may be condemned and all must be taught. Which, like, man, I went through sex ed in the period you're writing about, and we barely learned about like sexual intercourse. like There was no talk about blowjobs. There was no talk about like anal sex other than like the vague reference that like a condom is always a good thing to have if you're having sex. Like th- this idea that kids are being instructed in elaborate sexual acts has like no basis in actual sex ed programs.
2: And not just that, but even the knowledge we received about sexual organs was wildly like, yeah, patchy i guess yeah patchy would would be a good term for it you know i mean i don't think that most people who went through sex ed could tell you where the fallopian tubes are exactly how many eggs a woman has i can tell you because anytime my friend valerie has a joke about how many eggs a woman makes and you can tell by only the women laughing and not even Mm -hmm. all of them that Men do not know how many eggs women make in a lifetime. And I know while I'm saying this, men are Googling this right now. And that's Yeah, cool. it's like, what, 40? You should Google it because it's important. <sighs> um, the point is we don't learn enough. Mm-hmm. We don't learn enough. My best guy friend, only a couple years ago, I found out, he, he's, he's 40. I just found out that he, does, he he thought that when a woman gets pregnant, she throws up one time. That's how she knows she's pregnant. And then she's done <laughs> because of
4: movies, because he, that's how every movie lets you know that the character is yes, pregnant. But he literally he, he pukes once. That's funny. That all
2: the women that he's ever heard complaining about morning sickness, he thought they meant the one time they, threw Oh my up.
4: God. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. Cause that tells you so much about like, Oh, so you just like weren't around any pregnant p- people when you were, when you were a kid, like, okay. no. Yeah.
2: I right. don't well, know. That's funny, wild. But still, it's just yeah. completely strange. But that is how little all of us know.
4: Yeah, and it's like I mean, uh, men don't often know much about their own sexual organs. It's just that, thankfully, operation is generally pretty simple. Um, and uh, yeah, just the the level of like basic ignorance of really important facts of of sex and of STDs of like. Uh, stuff like herpes, like um, and how it spread, and like how common it is. Like that's it, we're terrible. Like the idea, like not only has been wrong about like what kids are actually doing, um, but he's completely off about the degree to which any of the education that does exist is explicit, because it's barely adequate in the best of situations. Like barely adequate is like the gold standard for sex ed in in most public schools. Um, and it's like, and it, it, it's telling because he, He knows more or less what's being taught. He just thinks that it's obscene, that like that the 16 year old would know at all the basic process by which uh, two people have sexual intercourse or the idea that anal sex is an option, like the fact that they know that is abhorrent to him. Um, It's not a matter of like kids being shown pornography. It's that they should not know these are options. And I think a lot of it is that like if they don't know that it's possible to have gay sex, then Ben thinks they won't be gay.
2: Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. And that if they, they didn't know that trans was a thing, they wouldn't be trans.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it's the like that that is why he's so angry at kids being taught things. Um because again, they're not doing Things They're not doing sex at like sexual stuff at any kind of a higher rate. We we know this. And I have to think Ben knows this unless he's even more incompetent than I think he is. Because his real problem is that people are expressing themselves physically in ways that make him uncomfortable because he's a fucking goblin. And he doesn't think that should be allowed. Um, And you see that at the end of this segment when he's talking about like the immorality of sex ed again. These radical sex educators are correct in one sense. Sex shouldn't be shameful. But just because people have natural desires and drives doesn't legitimate those natural desires and drives in all contexts, especially outside the context of marriage. <sighs>
2: <laughs> I think the sigh is something Ben Shapiro mm-hmm. hears a lot in the bedroom. Yeah,
4: And, here, and in other areas of section. <laughs> This The attack on abstinence begins with him just being very wrong again. The public policy brilliance of comprehensive sex education is its self-justifying nature. Sex education has used skyrocketing rates of venereal disease, teen pregnancy, and sexual immorality as an excuse to teach its panoramic view of sexuality. Unfortunately, there's a, ris- a rising threat looming on the horizon for sex educators. Abstinence education—if morality can 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 somehow be infused back into sex education—if the tolerance for all sexual activity mission may be discarded safely. The Kinseyans are out of a job.
2: Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what he thinks. How many jobs he thinks are in the Kinzian community? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's it's not sure not, a, not a huge a industry. It's fewer ben. than he thinks. It I kind literally of seems like know. yelling
4: about abstinence is much more lucrative. Yeah. I
2: literally know the curator, curator at the kinsey Institute, and I can <laughs> tell you, not are a lot of jobs the over dome? there. <laughs> yeah. Also, no. shout out Rebecca.
4: Ah, uh, good, good for you, Rebecca. And, uh, yeah, um. The social liberals claim that abstinence education doesn't work because, of course, abstinence is impossible. Denying our young people accurate information about sexual health will not prevent unintended pregnancies or the spread of sexually transmitted diseases. It will, however, prevent them from making responsible and informed decisions about their health and futures. Growled William Smith, director of public policy at some organization called SECAS that deals with sex ed. I love that Ben has to like he said what he's saying is so reasonable, but that Ben has to color it by saying he growled it. Um, it's very funny. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
4: (sighs) Uh. (sighs) Yeah, it's, um... Oh, okay, so he has he cites another student. Um, so this is Ann Kim of the University of Washington, and this this person who been, says exists apparently said this. Within this culture where sex sells everything from shampoo to gum, George Bush has proposed doubling the amount of federal funding for abstinence-only sex education in the classroom. It's a farce to assume that exclusively teaching no sex is safe sex will prevent teens from having it. This message dissolves in the real world where teens, regardless of whether they're sexually active, want to know and Talk about sex, so that's him citing someone that I'm sure he disagrees with. That I still don't know if I think that's a person other than Ben. I oh, wonder if he may. I'm going to see if I can find evidence that this person yeah, exists. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> I just want to know
2: they're sitting right next to Ann Taylor, so don't, don't yeah. you even worry about that.
4: Oh well, maybe uh, there's a there's an assistant manager at Sunrise Dental who graduated from the University of Washington recently um you know what i'm gonna go ahead and say that i think ann kim might be a real person
2: yay ben yeah she's a doctor of pharmacy talk to a human being yeah
4: yeah and and uh, so yeah may, may there may be some real people in this fascinating i do believe that ann kim is a person um so that 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 may and ann kim seems to be saying a reasonable thing um even though I don't I don't I still don't know how much I believe that she said sex sells everything from shampoo to gum. Um, But maybe maybe that just seems like such a Ben Shapiro line.
2: Well, I was just going to say also that, um, yes, I yes, the extremely sexual gum commercials. (laughs) I mean, I'm thinking of Doublemint Twins, right? Bubblicious. What's the sexiest gum commercial? Oh, uh, Big
4: League Chew. (laughs) <laughs> nothing sucks. makes me want nothing makes me want to fuck like big league chew
2: <laughs> i thought that was a candy
4: it is it's it's gum
2: oh but it it's gum and a candy
4: uh it's 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 gum and a candy yeah
2: okay i've never had big league chew
4: um, all right. So the next line the, the bit that Ben has at the end of this or during this abstinence section is the truth is it's too early to tell whether abstinence education can work at a wide level. There have been no conclusive studies one way for another. And That's the studies not that do- true. It's funny because he says and the studies that do exist conflict with each other. Now, I found a 2011 study. Um,
2: it's pretty fucking conclusive. Yeah. I, I was working it- at Planned Parenthood in 2000. 2000- Four, it was already something that everybody knew
4: yeah I found a 2011 study um, from the uh, US National Library of Medicine um, that seems to be pretty comprehensive uh, and includes the line the data clearly show, show clearly that abstinence only education as a state policy is ineffective in preventing teenage pregnancy and may actually be contributing to the high teenage pregnancy rates in the US Um yeah, so uh there's one study and then I found another study from 2010 um that I think is like his uh like his best case study which is from 2010 that um and the archives of pediatric adolescent medicine, which found that abstinence only intervention was effective in getting very young teens to delay sexual initiation. But the program is not the same as the abstinence until marriage programs funded by the Bush administration. No. Um, but it's very funny that he's like, there's no conclusive studies and the studies that do exist conflict with each other. Well, is it possible that the studies that say that it doesn't work are pretty conclusive? And then there's some shit studies <laughs> that say that it does work. Uh, because one study, the study he cites, uh, um yeah, the study that he cites is uh which claims that women who pledge to remain virgins until marriage are forty percent less likely to have a child out of wedlock. That comes from the Heritage Foundation.
2: Yeah. <laughs> which
4: is a right-wing think tank that is not at all a credible, uh unbiased source on anything. Yeah. Um they are not scientists. They are right-wing ideologues paid to find things that argue for conservative causes.
2: Ding ding ding.
4: And if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, we'll look into that later. Um, but they do publish a lot of stuff on uh, on abstinence-only education. Um, and in fact, I think I found the report. Yeah, from two thousand two. So that's also funny. Is that like this thing he's citing as evidence that it works is from two thousand two? We have two thousand ten and eleven studies um, that I found in like a second of googling that uh, showed that. It, 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 there's like it, it, it not. All, it's either ineffective, the programs he suggests, or the biggest study says ap- actively harmful. Um, but again, Ben doesn't actually like he does very selective research. And in fact, I keep saying I can't see anything in this 2013 book. He keeps citing shit from 2002. Um, when there's data, 2010, 11, 13, 2009 studies, I found like there's a lot more, but they don't fit my narrative. Okay. 2003, 2002, 2003. That's all where it's from. And again, that's a decade ago at this point in a field where there's rapidly being progress and a lot of studies being made. in addition to the fact that like, he's trying to talk, like the kids that there's data on from 2003, aren't the generation he's primarily writing about um in 2013 because those people are all college graduates in their mid-20s by 2013 um i don't it's just it's so gross it's like so comprehensively uh, manipulating
2: data is also yeah. like very unethical yeah.
4: Oh, good. And now we get into there's a whole we get into it. this ends with a whole rant on Hillary Clinton. There's a sub chapter called the president's good night blowjobs talking about the Clinton impeachment scandal. Um, What
2: does that have to do with that? Oh, he's
4: it's just like the idea that it's this thing that like, despite all of the fucked up shit the Clintons actually did, the worst thing is that Bill got a blowjob, which is like. There's a lot that's messed up about his relationship with Monica Lewinsky, primarily the power imbalance between a young
2: 20-year-old
4: intern and the president of the United States. Yeah, and
2: fucking ruining her life for for decades to come because her name became associated with this... A thing yeah. that somehow made him be cool and somehow made her be a dumb slut. Oh yeah, wait, he, patriarchy. That's how. Okay.
4: Even even within just the 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 like it, just the subject. If you're like ignoring the fact that he let the Rwandan genocide happen or fucked up so badly in Bosnia or was presided yes. over a, a campaign of sanctions that killed hundreds of thousands in Iraq. Like if you if you're if you're yes. dropping all of that by the wayside, right? Yes. And if you're just focusing on the sex part of Bill Clinton, all that stuff you mentioned perfectly valid. Things to criticize Clinton over, really solid evidence of arms that of harms that his sexual behavior had. You could also talk about the very credible sexual assault allegations against him. That's yep. not what Ben finds most offensive. Nope. Here's Ben. Here's the bottom line. Without the Lewinsky scandal, millions of children would not have had to hear about this issue until reaching maturity. That issue being blowjobs. Instead, oral sex and You've masturbation used with as cigars. An
2: issue. Yeah. Can his you issue. Tell on yourself more than that? It's uh. the thing. There's like, I,
4: I, oh, you want to criticize Bill Clinton for like his the the his sexual a, a, like behaviors? Like, absolutely. There's like, yeah, let's 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 talk about that. But there's a lot that's like really fucked up that he did that we should attack him for. Oh. You're angry because kids heard about blowjobs. Like, that's what's offensive about Bill Clinton's sex scandal to you is that, like, kids became aware of the existence of oral sex. Um,
2: you little loser.
4: Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. And even quotes. That's incredible. So he quotes a letter from uh, agonized mother of four, Elizabeth Avery Shelton, who wrote a letter to the. <laughs> oof, boy, Elizabeth. Please, who wrote when a letter
2: I die, to... bury me with the inscription agonized, agonized mother, mother of
4: four. This woman wrote a letter to the editor of the Seattle Times and stated. I would like it to be known before her movie and book deal comes out that I want an apology from Lewinsky for being solely responsible for me having to explain oral sex to my four children, ages 12 to 8. Now, Ben does note that Clinton owes parents an apology as well, but like, what the fuck? Like, why would she be solely responsible? like
2: bro this is what the fuck (laughs) not that i think like that's not within the grand (laughs) scheme
4: of like things presidents do that are bad the fact that kids learn blowjobs exists isn't on the scale it's just nowhere near um but the fact that he's this woman's like (laughs) monica Lewinsky is solely responsible for me learning about blowjobs
2: it's so sad. I feel sorry it, for her husband. That's fucked
4: up. Like, imagine being that person. Of course everything's so fucked up. There's so many people like that who think, like, who look at Bill Clinton's sex scan and be like, well, if it weren't for her, we wouldn't be hearing about this. Like, what? <laughs> Yep. He's the president. <laughs> She's twenty and an intern. He is the leader of the country. Like, and you're putting most of the blame on her?
2: What do you think is... And you you know what? Shout out Monica fucking Lewinsky, because she's a bad bitch that persevered and ended up having a good life. So good for you, Monica. Good for you. Uh, And I I don't think
4: uh, capitalized on blowjobs in any way. Uh, Just, it's so gross. She
2: started a purse line.
4: Yeah. Good for her, Monica. You can join that other lady who's just a a clothing brand that been quoted in his next book.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Did you do a second ad break?
4: I, uh, I'm going to do one right now, Sophie, because you know what time it is.
2: Goods and services, goods and services. That's right, motherfuckers.
4: The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table.
2: I want to be remembered being me.
1: Amy Winehouse, back to black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson, rated R. Under 17, not a minute without parent, only in theaters, May 17th.
0: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at thirty thousand feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. To claim your free welcome bonus, that's ChumbaCasino.com and
3: live the Chumba life.
1: No purchase necessary. BDW. Revoid. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
3: The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2 and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.
4: Ah, uh, We're back. Alright, so let's, uh, let's, let's close out by Ben's section. We're 11% of the way into this book. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 There's just so much to talk about here. Um, <laughs> Parental abdication. Comprehensive sex education has taken power out of the hands of parents. The current system has the schools teaching amoral permissiveness and forcing parents with standards to unteach their own children. And parents have to become too lazy to do anything about it. Instead of opting their kids out of sex ed, it's easier for them to avoid the messy birds and bees conversation. Leave it to the government types to teach the kids about standards of morality. The social liberals who have promulgated this anti-parent system are pleased with the result. Their goal was never to allow parents the Authority to teach their children. It was to show for the god of tolerance. Government is the most easily available. Why does tool he think
2: use- liberals don't have kids? Yeah, why does he think liberals
4: are any comfortable, more comfortable talking to their kids than conser- about sex than concern? It's, and it's this idea that, like, school teach again, I went through sex ed in this period. There was no moral lessons whatsoever, and it was so incomplete that I then went to my parents with questions because I didn't understand things, and I did not get good answers to them because my parents weren't comfortable discussing it with me, like, which is the problem, which is why yep. kids do stupid shit. Because they're not being taught to do things safely, um, or being taught to do things without shame, or, like, it's just, it's all very frustrating. Um, And everything Ben says is wrong. Uh, Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think you got it.
4: Yeah. Well, Sylvia, how are you, uh, how are you doing?
2: Dry as a bone, my friend.
4: Dry as a bone. Oh, good. I do want to note that at the end of this chapter, Ben says that we're, we're parents are starting to wake up, uh, because a poll in 2003 showed strong support for abstinence education. Um, again, all stuff from like a decade after this book is published. Um.
2: Also, like, are you calling parents and you're like, Hey, would you rather your kid not be fucking? Cause they're all going to say yes. Yes. I don't.
4: Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, also 98% of likely voters based on a Planned Parenthood study support sex education in high school. Um, let's see, here's the seekest survey. Uh, yeah, okay, it's the same study. Um, I wonder if there's a less biased source we can find because I just want to see if he's... Well, um, Texas voters support abstinence plus sex education, which is sex education that uh is medically accurate and doesn't only talk about abstinence um which seems better than what i probably got uh so that's overwhelmingly supported by three quarters of voters including 68 percent of republicans in texas um so, yeah, it does seem like Ben is wrong on that, too. Uh, Massachusetts voters strongly support sex ed. Um, yeah, it, it seems like abstinence-only education has very little support because it doesn't work at all. And uh, and everybody who's reasonable knows it. Ben was wrong about this, as he's wrong about everything else. Sophia, you got any pluggables?
2: Sure. Thanks. You can check out my other two podcasts, um, Private Parts Unknown, about love and sex around the world. and. 420 Day Fiancé with Miles Gray from the Daily Zeitgeist, where we do hilarious stone recaps of 90 Day Fiancé. And you can also, of course, get my album, Father's Day, anywhere that you buy albums, but mainly sophiaalexandra.com.
4: SophiaAlexandra.com. And you can find me on the internet somewhere. If you if you if you hold me in your heart, I'll come to you. I'll find you. I'll 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 burrow through hell to get to you. That's my promise to you, random listener. With my voice in your ear.
2: I've seen you burrow, you're good.
4: I'm a good burrower. I'm a good burrower. My uncle was a
2: master burrower.
4: Was a I was trying to think of an animal that burrows, but my uh my possum do possums burrow seems like possums would burrow beaver they'd be good at that beavers yeah they burrow they burrow pretty good all right well find your own animal and celebrate burrowing (laughs) with your loved ones this holiday season
2: bye
0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. DTW Void for prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
3: The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release. Presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. This show is
4: sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through.